Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. This show is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast. where the Elder Scrolls community can come together to discuss the boundaries of our knowledge about the universe of the Elder Scrolls. Adventurers, welcome back to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. This is our final episode of the year. This is it for 2021. This is your host, Tom, or Robots, and I uh, would be here alone tonight because Lotus of Doom is not here again. He's he's having some uh, uh, seasonal <laughs> issues, I guess, uh, some uh, dry weather and uh, I guess a rough night last night, uh, and he's kind of feeling under the weather, so he's not going to be here with us today, but when I say us, I mean me and some of our patrons because it is the patron episode for december 2021 it is also the final episode for of the year and i am so excited to introduce some of our patrons joining us we have t-rex joining us again t-rex welcome to the show how you doing i'm good how are you good good welcome back this is exciting yeah 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 good good and then we also have rob the princess joining us for the first time rob welcome Hello. Nice to be here. Finally. <laughs> yeah, this is great. Uh, you've got this uh, for anybody watching live or on the video version. Rob is uh, sitting there in front of a uh, very beautiful what looks like a mm-hmm. sunset at a port. Yes, I actually it's a background I got from the UESP website of Satanine. So very nice. Very nice. Nice and Morrowind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then we also have um, the villain behind glasses joining us as well. Welcome, villain. Hello, welcome. Long time listener, finally. Yeah, this is going to be a fun, guys, because this being the final episode of the year, we will be doing a a kind of a year recap. And what I want to do is I want to talk to each of you about what you did for this last this whole entire year in the Elder Scrolls, whether it was playing ESO or any of the other Elder Scrolls games. We know that Skyrim released the anniversary edition, and I know that I jumped back in and was playing a bunch of Skyrim over the last two months or so. And uh, we'll be discussing that, but we also are going to be digging in on the second half of this episode on some of our thoughts about where things are going to go next year for ESO, because normally by this time of the year, we would have had a big announcement about what's coming next and we only have some hints and some rumors and we almost (laughs) for those of you hanging out in in the pre-show we we almost started into that already because we are so ready to dig in to some of our speculation and some of our hopes and and dreams about where this is going um so that's that's one of the things we were talking about. Oh, and we also just had another one of our wonderful members in here. Uh, Brad just jumped in. Brad, what's up? How you doing, buddy? Hey there. Good. How are you doing? Good. I'm glad you could make it. Um, and welcome. Welcome. 
Yes, thank you. This is uh, Brib One. Uh, glad you could make it again, buddy. Um, we're just starting off the show, and we're talking about how we're going to be recapping this this year of Elder Scrolls, whether it's Elder Scrolls Online or Skyrim or whatever other Elder Elder Scrolls games you are playing. So, who wants to who wants to kick this off? I know uh, T Rex, you're you're kind of a veteran at this point. You've been on a number of shows. You want to yeah. talk about what you did this last year in Elder Scrolls? Oh, I completely blew through all of the Deadlands like stuff, everything in like two days. Wow. <laughs> like, wow. I was like, this is not enough content for me. <laughs> I need more. So how did and that go? I get really impatient though. Yeah. So. so when you, when you say all of the content, what, like stories and everything else? Uh, well, I mainly do like story stuff. Mm-hmm. I like to do the storylines for the most part i occasionally i'll do like the um what are they the dungeons and stuff the dungeons but not like a whole lot right i mean i did like the events and stuff but did you do like did you hunt down the overworld like all the bosses did you oh yeah 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 all that stuff too oh yeah yeah I mean, and like I said, I always blow through the content like super fast. Like the day Deadlands dropped, mm-hmm. I played like half of it. And then the next day I finished. Mm-hmm. So who else, who else like totally blew through that content? Let's, let's get a, a show of hands. And in, by hands, I mean like verbal hands, like far from it. Far, I have not even really touched it. <laughs> wow, Rob, you haven't even touched I've it at all. Did it? I just started playing ESO in April for the first time, uh-huh. and so I've I've gotten like the the Cauldron Dungeon, and that's it. Oh wow! Okay, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Ben Ben of Tamaria is in here too, also in, but j- just in the YouTube chat because Ben's working right now and isn't able to join us, unfortunately. Um, Brad, you you said not really. Just a little bit. Well, I blew through Blackwood, yeah. but I'm actually still doing the. I got distracted with a lot of events and then like the armory upgrades and like all that kind of stuff. So I was redoing a bunch of builds. So I'm halfway through the Deadlands stuff, but I mm-hmm. blew through Blackwood like the same as you, T Rex. Like a, within two days of it coming out, I was done. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So I, I went through, I got through Blackwood myself and then um started deadlands and i believe i released that as an episode of the show and then i paused because normally i try not to get too far into stuff because then i get i get super into the lore and all that stuff and i want to do episodes about it so i you know i I have to like hold off on things in order to not get too into that because i don't want to spoil things too early on the show in order to keep focus on other stuff so I myself did not like I've, I've been holding myself back from that content. Um, now, villain, did, did you say that you didn't get through that yet? I've got through most of the actual story quest, mm-hmm. just not so much on the side quests on it. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, back to T-Rex. T-Rex, what is your feeling about it? How do you feel that this content held up for this, this year of content, both, uh, you know, Deadlands, Blackwood all the entire year of like story content. So I think it was great. I liked it a lot. It was, it was really good content. One thing that I kind of hated about it Uh was, um, Oh, what was his name? 
One of the, one of the uh, ambitions. One of the ambitions characters. Oh, and yeah. by the way, by the way, for anybody listening, this is a lore cast, so there will be some spoilers. Um, which which one? Oh, one of the siblings. God, no, not. It's the other guy. The other guy. Okay, yeah, I, I can't remember yeah, all their names. Yeah, I forget names what off his name head. is right now. Okay, so the other but guy. Uh huh. The huge twist with him, mm-hmm. and he like turns at the end and like is trying to join Marin's Dagon and I'm just like no I don't want him to do that gotcha gotcha I'm so, like this is not cool <laughs> why you gotta be why you gotta be a douchebag buddy yeah for real right, right I mean like other than that I I loved it it was great. Okay. It was such a cool, it, it was kind of cool going back to um, the Deadlands after recently going back into Oblivion, mm-hmm. the, like the game Oblivion. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it was like, it was an interesting experience and like seeing all of the same things that they had from the oblivion game and they like brought it into eso like they had those um like pillars that like shoot fireballs at you right i'm like that's so cool (laughs) (laughs) like they really like put a lot of detail into it and i i really thought that was really cool mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah i don't want to go too far into spoilers because uh, some of us haven't even finished yeah. some of the stuff but um how, how did the rest of you guys feel like the this section of uh, like i don't know story content and even some of the zones and things how do you feel like this stuff held up compared to previous years uh i'll go next uh so i I have been in the Blackwood zone, so I've got experience a lot. Of, I just haven't yeah. uh, touched the story at all. Sure, sure. I know what I'm getting into when I'm That's on my this bad. call I'm right sorry. now. So, <laughs> no, I'm totally fine if anything gets spoiled that hasn't already gotten spoiled for me. So don't worry about it. I know what I'm getting into. But the zone is really cool. I've been doing like the, the companions quest line that they have or the bringing in new content, like uh, they're opening armory slots to make it more accessible for all these kinds of builds the gameplay wise is really fun and then it adds to the story in my opinion and it's just it's a lot of fun i'm loving like these little quests i do here and there and the dungeons are really cool uh, i played the cauldron one over and over it's really fun i just haven't gotten around to getting the story of it yet mm-hmm. yeah I, I agree i think they've gotten better at like listening to the community on ease of gameplay so the dungeons are a little shorter i feel like than the last few dlc um, and expansion like story dungeons um i feel like they have a little bit more fun mechanics um you know like more puzzly type mechanics as opposed to just the same thing over and over um i like fargrave i don't know if you've been to fargrave it is really pretty um and so i like that that's a cool part I did I feel so nostalgic when like I went into my first Oblivion portal because Oblivion was the first game I started with. And yeah. that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I do. And I, I'm glad that they're doing this. And I'm glad that they feel this way. I'm maybe it's just the order I played things in. Cause I didn't start. I only started yes at the beginning of 2020. And so I started with elsewhere, but then I really did like the main storyline and then elsewhere. And then, 
Deadlands, and I need to go back and do the Thieves Guild, Dark Brotherhood, and Skyrim. But it, all three of those are very much like the world is ending, um, and right. and so it feels a little overwhelming. It's always like, whoa, like there's this another like I got to go fight a Dater <laughs> Prince to go fight another one, and so it's nice that they said this chapter will be more faction based and it won't be as like the world is ending apocalyptic because I I like the storylines. I'm just too much of that can be a little over the top. Yeah. How many times do you have to save the world? That's right. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. And by now I've saved it like four times. I feel like everything should be free. People should be worshiping me. Like, right. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And they've, they're addressing that. That's, and we'll talk about that on the second half of the show. You know, this idea that like, okay, how many times have we now had to save the world where we, you know, uh, can't we do something a little bit more less, you know, apocalyptic and a little bit more personal so yeah yeah how do you guys feel about the zones like especially the the new zones being in like these realms of oblivion and having to talk to like being able to talk to some of these um like the the dramora and like living well not really living but being in and around another another kind of alien culture i thought that was really cool I, I feel that they're trying to set it up for something maybe in the next or the future update that they're going to get into being able to play as one of the races. That's why they're giving so much of the emphasis on their culture mm-hmm. and their things. You think so? Uh, this is one of those things I've been hoping so. for for a long time. It's I, one, of, one of those things that I want. Yeah. Yeah. It's also, they should have had a portal to Cold Harbor in Fargrave, which is kind of annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have to wonder about that, though, because if you were able to make like a Dramora character, how do they how do they retcon that into the original quest stories and those kinds of things as like the Dramora who ends up being a soul shriven and like, I don't I don't know how that works out. Uh, I mean, Dramora have souls. Right, yeah. they're just different kinds of souls. Yeah, but uh, but why would you? What what would be your motivation for saving Tamriel and like all of that? Like it makes sense if you're one of the you know one of the nine races. Look at Lirinth. Despite him is really all the reason you need. <laughs> despite Molag Ball. Yeah, 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 but but I can imagine the, the I don't know the interactions with everybody. Uh, it's even, definitely different. It's different. Sure. It's different. Like it, the the default interactions with everyone would have to be a little bit reworked. You, like, you would you would expect that even just like your your default conversations with people like people wouldn't just be cheery to see you they'd be like everyone would be like whoa who are you <laughs> like there's a little bit more uh, yeah going the on skyrim racism volume would be turned to 11 for sure right right <laughs> yeah yeah it's already like at a hundred though. So, (laughs) (laughs) and I I guess all Tamriel more specific. I just play in Skyrim a lot. So I'm used to there. Everyone's always a little racist in there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Everyone's racist of somebody in, in this world, you know, that's just the the nature of the world. It really is. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah. Mm. Like it, it opens up a lot of other questions. Like I can see why this is something they've delayed doing, even though it seems like a really cool thing it has to do with just the complexity of the world It's how do you create a character like that and then make them feel lived in when every, every interaction would have to be, you have to kind of second guess like, well, you know, everybody's going to look at you like you're a foreigner and you're, you're more than a foreigner of just like, you know, a cat person walking around in a place where there's a bunch of human looking people, 
you're, you're now somebody who comes from a completely different plane of existence that shouldn't just be walking around in public. That's way different. So that's just my, some of my thoughts on that. Well, um, all right. So any other thoughts on Elder Scrolls Online for the last year? Now, some of you guys ha- are more recent to jumping into the game at all. Like Rob, the princess, like you, you just got started not even a year ago back in April. Yeah. So I, uh, I've been listening to this podcast for a while and I've been playing Skyrim from for a while as well. And I was just getting my fix there. Mm-hmm. And the more I listened to this podcast and then I started growing to other ones, Britain uncertainty, some other, uh, Elder Scrolls related podcasts, the more I realized there is way too much content in ESO for me to not play it. That yeah. it, it would, It's just doing myself a disservice. I'm like, I need more. So I picked it up in April and I've just been trying to catch up and boy, howdy, is there a lot? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I've noticed a lot of posts lately from, um, I, I, I always keep an eye on say, you know, the, the Reddit posts and, and forum posts. And I, you know, I'm always poking around just seeing what people are, are, you know, commenting on. And it seems that the trend, and it's probably just this time of year, a lot of people picking up the game or getting gifted, you know, the the game and things like that. And a lot of people are saying things like, oh my God, where do I even begin? <laughs> you know, like there's a lot of that. So yeah. Did you feel like that? Like how did you Oh yeah, definitely. Like I I bought it for a specific reason. It was because I kept seeing the Dark Heart of Skyrim trailers for the previous year, and I was like, nah, nah, I'm not gonna get that. And I just like had this mindset, like, oh, ESO isn't a real Elder Scrolls game because it's an MMO, and that's not the same. And, right. and I got over those preconceptions, and finally, I like come around April, I finally get it. I'm like, okay, I'm going in. I'm gonna play that Skyrim story because that's what I want to do. And so that's where I knew I wanted to start. But then I like I tried it. I bought the game for two of my friends and try to get them to play. And one of them still plays with me a bit. And they're they were in that boat more than anything because they're like, I just wanted to play a video game with my friends. But there's way too much here. And I'm <laughs> like, no, 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 come do the Skyrim story with me. And <laughs> but it's it's very daunting. Like I'm still I I'm halfway through the Reach uh, storyline right now. I'm, I haven't really. I, I did the base game storyline and the Fighters Guild storyline, Skyrim storyline, and then that's it. And there's that's not even like twenty five percent of the game right now. I think. Oh no! Yeah, no. Yeah. You've, you've got you've got Morrowind. You've got <clears throat> heck. I mean, you have you have uh, <laughs> you all have, of the guilds. You have the orc stuff. You have all the guilds. You have the the thieves guild stuff. You've got the um, Brotherhood, Clockwork City, the Orsinium. You have. Um, all of the expansions, so Morrowind, Somerset. Somerset. Um, I think I'm doing Orsinium next because I've heard a lot of awesome things about that, and orcs are my favorite race. So. I mean, the orc stuff is cool. You get into a bunch of the tribal stuff going on over there. Um, you've got you know all the kitty stuff over in Kitty mm-hmm. Land. You've got uh, the stuff going on with the Argonians down. Yeah, Merkmire's Merkmire's underrated. Yeah, it was really good. I mean, there, heck, there's even stuff over in Cold Harbor. There's stuff going on over there. Oh, yeah, there's a lot in Cold Harbor. I think I've done all the stuff in Cold Harbor because I wanted to make sure I did the main storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't done like this, uh, the Alliance Zone main storyline, but I have done the Cold Harbor main right. storyline. Right. And then there's each of the faction zones. So mm-hmm. there's, yeah. you know, uh, Caldwell's, you know, silver and gold. So you're going to do your, your, your faction that you start with, but then you have all three factions. So you've got all three of those zones, like not just those zones, but all, you know, all four 
zones that go with each of the factions. Quite the shame because I try <laughs> to do all of these to to find more time to do Elder Scrolls related things. And at the same time of doing this, I, I mentioned before, I actually I joined um, the dev team for Sky Oblivion because I figured that would be oh, a great way to. <laughs> Uh, past my time and then i got eso and now i feel so bad because i am not following up on my checkups <laughs> that's a lot man that's a oh, lot of stuff no. so, so now i'm part of the problem why it's taking so long sorry guys <laughs> yeah. yeah i feel like that's like a forever project you know that was that was a project that like seven years ago i was like well maybe it'll be out soon <laughs> we need more so no guys not speed at all. It up, come join <laughs> I oh, played man. I played the three alliance rate the three alliance zones, Mages Guild, Fighters Guild, main storyline, uh the Morrowind, which including the Clockwork City, Orsinium, Merkmeyer. Uh, the only things I haven't done are all of Skyrim and then the Deadlands and I and then Thieves Guild and Dark Brotherhood. And I put in twelve hundred hours because I do like all the I do all the zones when I do the things mm -hmm. but i mean i still have four or five main and by the time i get all those done the next year will be out so like it is it is i feel like three full years of gameplay it's a like, lot definitely yeah definitely. i've been doing the same thing i've been playing for since 2016 and i still haven't finished the main main half of this quest so there is the original because i started when Tam before tamriel unlimited came out yeah. And then it was just horrible at that point in time. So, and then I came back after Somerset and it's, I still have not finished the main, the original three zones. And wow. I spend most of my time there and I do this, the zone quest from each and every side, but I'll still go back to all the little Grathwood and stuff like that and do those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, there's, there is so much to do. My main character has gotten through, I don't know. 80 something percent of the quests but there are there are still some there are still some quests that I, I have not finished there's little side quests and things but most of the main main quests are done with that character um but yeah there's there's, there's always more there's there's just always more yeah uh, and there are some dungeons i have not finished in Skyrim, over the years I've played, I have I haven't played nearly as much as a lot of people have, but I'm still it's still a lot. I have uh, was it 900 hours of Skyrim, and in the last eight months of playing ESO, I am already well over 700 hours. Wow! Yeah, yeah. So I'm already I've almost caught up to the years and years of Skyrim just in this one year of ESO. So I'm really into it. That's crazy. Yeah, that's that's so cool. And then they released the anniversary edition for Skyrim. And I'm like, man, I haven't done so much in Skyrim still. So now I'm like, I, <laughs> yeah, it's like not, a, it's probably what the problem they want to have, but I feel like I can't get enough time to play the games that they're putting out. Even the ones that are 10 years old. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So let's, yeah, I have, I have like 700 hours on PC for ESO. I started originally on PlayStation. So I've done all, every single thing except for what the Imperial city. So that's, I'll probably never do that, but or Cyrodiil. I'll probably never do that either. But so I've done every single thing. I haven't even looked at what my number is on the PlayStation. I'm sure it's like way higher than what I have on PC. Oh man, man, we should we should tally up everybody's numbers someday. 
just like do like a guild tally and just see what the total number of hours are. No, no, because then it's re- then you realize how many days <laughs> of human energy and time have been not wasted because I I don't think it's been wasted. I enjoy playing. Yeah, I think turned, it's a role for video games. Turned but- into turned into pure joy. There you go. <laughs> but when you start getting into the yeah, years, it's all when you, I don't think when it's you start getting into years days. length, it's like yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So okay. So speaking of Skyrim, let's let's transition into that. Who picked up Anniversary Edition? So Brib, I Brib did. Everybody did. did? Oh, all of us. This is a lore cast. Of course, we all did. Villain, it keeps crashing on you. Nope, still can't get past your opening uh, cutscene. I'm still stuck in that uh, wagon. Oh no! Wait, what platform are you on? Uh, PC. And you haven't? Have you modded it, or is it just? Nope, just vanilla. Oh no! Oh no! Yes, I'm, I'll I'll try and do so- figure something out at some point. But then I gave up and started playing Morrowind. Oh gosh! And that and that uh, that crashed on me about three hours into the game, and I lost my save file. Oh no! I wonder if there's just something something with your like Windows install that's just like bugging it out Maybe or something. Because I know like Morrowind does everything. not mm-hmm. does not accept my GPU. It's like uh, no, you don't have a GPU in your computer. Like, but, but yeah. look at it. Look, no, <laughs> your computer, which is processing this error message, does not have a GPU. Yep. Could so be it's, a, it's a bug in the run. Windows or a villain behind the glass. Yep. Mm. Yep. Mm. Yeah, that's weird. Um, huh. Well, what about the rest of you guys? Have you have you put a lot of hours into anniversary edition? I I had the assumption that I wasn't going to get anniversary edition because I was fine enough with legendary edition and all the mods and special edition and all the mods and I don't need anniversary edition. <laughs> and then I just caved in and got it anyways. And yeah, I, I, I haven't been playing it as much as ESO because that one's more daunting, but it's, uh, it's weird because like, I don't even know where to find the new stuff. It just happens on accident. I'm like, wait, what? This wasn't here before. This must be part of anniversary edition. Yeah. And it's so impossible to keep track of like okay well obviously the new stuff is over here i don't know that i'm just walking around until i find new stuff it's so crazy yeah yeah i, I well you, you guys have probably i mean i know you guys have been popping in my streams but uh in general at people listening if you've been watching my streams you've been seeing i've been posting mod videos but i've also been streaming uh anniversary edition and um we've been <laughs> we've been using our like random number generator and stuff to just pick a quest and i just end up on stuff and you know half the time it's just something new and i'm just like and it's been like six years since i played skyrim it's been a long time so sometimes i don't recognize things by name and i, and I don't remember specific words and like names and things very well i remember concepts very well but like specific words and names so i don't always remember it by name and i'm like um this one i guess maybe this is familiar i don't know and then i end up starting it and i go wait a minute have i done this and then I get like a little bit into it. And I'm like, wait, no, this is brand new. Oh, wow. This is this is really brand new. I don't know anything about this. I feel like Gandalf in the Mines of Moria. Like, I have no memory of this place. You know, <laughs> like it's and all of a sudden it's like, wow, this is OK. This is absolutely brand new content. And sometimes it's like real short and it's kind of sweet. And I'm like, OK, that was cool. And then other times I'm like, wow, this is really different. This is like and I. I've mentioned a few times on stream that I'm just like absolutely like just in love with the game again 
I'm just like, man, this I there's a reason why this game has lasted 10 years and still sells every time they release a new update to it. Because the game that like the bones of the game are just so freaking solid. The it's it's the gameplay loop. The gameplay loop is just so good. It's just like it's perfect. It's this perfect gameplay loop of like you find a thing, it tells you interesting stuff, the setting is awesome, the creatures are awesome. The com I mean the combat is simple. It's not overly complex, but the bones are there. And if you want to mod it into something more, you can. And, you know, and it's beautiful. Like even even in the, in the basic, you know, graphics of the game, it's beautiful for what it was 10 years ago. And you can mod it and you can make it even better if you want. Like all everything you need is there. It really is amazing. They're probably going to release it like 10 more times before we get Elder Scrolls six. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Like, That's awfully modest. Only ten. Come on. <laughs> okay, probably like a hundred more times. <laughs> well, you know, if we keep buying it, that's that's the way that's the way capitalism works. Is if you keep buying a thing, it keeps telling the company that people want to buy it, so they're going to keep putting it out, right? Um, so it's, I mean, we're we're the ones to blame because we keep buying it. So exactly, they'll stop beating that dead horse when it stops spitting out money, right? It, or you when can't blame Elder the Scroll company. Six comes out, right? You can't blame the company. <laughs> That's the that thing is. is that it's it's our fault. Like it's, Skyrim is Elder Scrolls Six. <laughs> no, Skyrim Two. <laughs> there is a generation of people who do not understand that Elder Scrolls is a thing. And so when and this is something that you learn as a content creator when you search like keywords is that there are people who search for Skyrim too, like they're they're <laughs> yeah. like there are there are keyword phrases oh, like no. yeah the phrase when when will Skyrim to, Skyrim two be released is a legitimately regularly searched phrase because everyone just knows it as Skyrim Skyrim yes. not Elder yes. Scrolls yes I mean, Skyrim. think of the fan yeah. base before Skyrim and then the fan base after it yeah, yeah. it was sense. 10 years ago there there are yeah. people there are yeah yeah like yes it is like the Skyrim still gets more search volume volume than Elder Scrolls does mm-hmm. it's amazing and, it's, and I think I feel like the storytelling of the universe led to a game that's that good like I feel like the lore and the lore being what it is, like had the foundation there to to build a game that is phenomenal. So I don't know. I mean, I I didn't realize I hadn't played. Was it Dragon Guard? Dragon Guard is one of the the uh, the expansions to Skyrim. The uh, the Dawn 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 Guard, the vampire Dawn stuff. Yeah, yeah, Dawn got them mixed together. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and then, so I hadn't. I had realized I hadn't done that. Cause I, I play, I did like two or three playthroughs before it even came out. And I was like, I'm done. Oh, no. I, I know that I haven't done the playthrough and then I haven't done the one with, um, Mirac. Mm-hmm. So I, so I'm mm-hmm. like, I feel like it's a brand new game for me. And I'm like, this is just so good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. the thing is that like, they could just keep releasing like whole entire sections. And that's what a lot of modders are doing. The whole beyond Skyrim stuff that the, these mod teams are doing is they're just taking that engine and releasing entire DLC sections of contents in you know in that engine which is mm-hmm. good enough for now until until mm-hmm. we get Starfield and Elder Scrolls 6 based on you know Creation Engine 2.0 like heck which I'm very excited about Starfield oh yeah this year. oh yeah oh yeah oh man. I just and went Don to Meow Wolf today I don't know if you have any of you guys heard of Meow Wolf Meow Wolf? Wait, what is this? I know yeah. that's in LA and it's in Vegas. Where and there's one in Denver. I live in Colorado, so there's oh, one in okay. Denver now. And it's yeah. like an immersive 
art museum, but with also a story that kind of feels like a video game. And the one in Denver is planetary based because they're all a different theme. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I was like, I feel like I'm living in what Starfield is going to be right now. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah, I'm in Vegas and my friend's a, a bartender at one of it's like a grocery store theme. And it's yes, crazy. that one's a, the, the Omega Mart or something. Yes. Omega Mart. Yeah. 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 Cool. Anyway, cool, very cool. weird art stuff. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Well, guys, we're we're in the middle of the show. I, I need to go thank you guys, our patrons and everybody else who helps support <laughs> the show. And I want you to be thinking about where you think things are going to go this next year for Elder Scrolls, especially Elder Scrolls Online. And so be thinking about that, because that's what we're going to talk about when we get back. The skies are marked with numberless sparks, each a fire and every one a sign. All right. This is the middle of the show where I get to thank our patrons for being so freaking awesome. And we've got some new patrons just over the last few weeks. We have Mad Ghoul and Natalie V joining the Patreon. Thank you so much for your support and thank you to all of the patrons. And if we've done anything to help you get through your work day, your work week, your workout or kicking out of, you know, your guests out of your house because they've been staying way too long for the holidays. And for some reason, you listen to podcasts while you do that to make you feel better, then uh, go to patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast and check all the different tiers where you can get ad free episodes. You can join us for future episodes of the show. You can get T-shirts. Heck, you can even get extended versions of the show where you get to listen to us talk during the pre-show or the post show or whatever. And um, uh, also, we also have a uh, also we also have I'm really good at talking. I do it all the time. Um, we also have our new review that um po boy rich decided to leave us from the u.s over on the apple podcasts and uh this one's short and sweet says another one five stars another great podcast by robots with zeros i started this super late but i drive for a living and it gets me through my work day well there you go that's sim- simple to the point and absolutely why podcasts are amazing so thank you po boy and uh, if you want to help us out by leaving a rating, a review, if you leave a five star review with some words, I will be reading it out on a future episode of the show. And also a reminder, if you listen on Spotify, thank you, first of all, to all 50 of you who have or however many it's, it is right now at this point, who have taken the time to leave us a five star rating on, on the Spotify app. Um, all you have to do is just scroll to the top where you can see the name of the show and just look down a little bit. There's a little rating section where you can drop us a a five-star review and that is extremely helpful um so thank you for taking the time to do that and if you want to do that to help us out it would it would mean the world so thank you so much for that and thank you to all of our of our patrons you guys are amazing thanks for being here and um if you've been one of our tier three patrons for the last three months or more longer or tier four patrons for the last three months or longer then be aware t-shirts are heading out I know some of them have been shipped. Some of them are printing right now and make sure that you stick around because every three months you'll be getting your new t-shirts or stickers, stickers for tier three and t-shirts for tier four and higher. So make sure you, you look in the mail for those. Um, also I need to make sure that we call out Daniel O and noodle al dente are tier five Daedric princes. So thank you to those guys as well. All right, everybody, let's move on with the rest of our show. Yes, yes, you're entirely brilliant. Conquering madness and all that. Blah, 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 blah. All right, guys. Have any of you guys gotten your shirts yet? Nope. Nope. I'm a newbie, so I don't think I'm getting one this time around. No, you'll, you'll be getting yours in the next few months. But, uh, uh, Brib, you got your shirt? Yes, and it's I actually, it's in the washer. I've, every time it's clean, I wear it. Nice. Nice. Awesome. Yes. 
Awesome. I'm so jealous of you guys get these shirts and I don't get one. Why do you not just order yourself? Well, because that's the point. The point is that it's just for you guys. That's like, that's the whole point. Is that like, I could make it for me, but then it's not special for you. It's that's the point. It's like, it's like, it's like T-Rex, you were talking on the pre-show about like, you know, doing a white elephant and then just like bringing the gift for everybody and then taking the gift for yourself. Like, that's not the point of a white elephant, right? Right. This is the point of this is that these are things that are special just for you guys and only you have them. I don't, I don't even get them. So you should just become a patron. I could just, I could just support my own show. <laughs> just give them the. Just pay yourself. Congratulations to you uh, our new. Thank you for the support from our new patron, Obots Adio. <laughs> so thanks so much for new. You left a review too. You left a review. Thank you, Obots Adio from the United States of America. Uh, this is the best podcast ever. <laughs> Five stars. I would give this a hundred stars. Awesome. Um, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> so, okay. So we're moving into a new year of elder scrolls online. Normally by now we would have had some sort of announcement about with some sort of hint, usually in like the second week of December, we get like a, Oh, this is where things might be going. Some sort of hint. Something's coming. Right. And then we get some full announcement, like first or second week of January, but no big hint other than, They've been doing a lot of world ending stuff with fighting Daedric princes and things last few years. And we're going to be getting something that one, I believe Rich said something like, we're not going to know, we're not going to know what to expect. This is going to be something that we, we have not, we will not expect. And two, it's going to be a much more personal story. It's not going to be, you know, fighting off, you know, world ending threats. So you guys have any thoughts on what this might be? Maybe it's going to be something closer to um, like kind of how Orsinium was like it wasn't world ending or anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was more the it was like what was going on with the leadership of the orcs and the tribes and what was it was like important to those people and what was going on there. Which is a cool concept. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's very important to them. Yeah. I have no idea otherwise. (laughs) I think it's going to be a smaller update, which is like I said, more like the new lines of Asinian, but it's going to be more housekeeping stuff. How they've been recently doing the sets and they've been recently re rejiggering all the abilities and crits and stuff. So I'm assuming it's going to be more focused on back of house, fixing up things versus big zones and big events. Okay. Okay. So, uh, so speaking of zones, what, what zone do you think it'll be focused on? Good. Uh, I was, I was thinking maybe more, more towards that Merkmire Black Marsh area because we've already got that. But then again, we've just got one that's in that area. So, yeah, I mean, there are some area there, there is part of the map down there that hasn't been filled in yet. So they could continue expanding out in that area. Maybe that, that Nibonet, that mm-hmm. closer to that Cyrodiilish, so it could be PvP revolved. Wow, like a PvP expansion year? Yeah, like a, wow. that Nibonet, which is the Nibonet region, which is part of the Cyrodiilic yeah. area. Yeah. So that could be PvP related. That'll keep those, that, those six people happy. 
<laughs> do you think they would really devote the like break the the trend of like a story main story thing and then like a, a dungeon expansion and like to being like focus like pvp focus or do you think it would be more of like a cyrodiil like pvp slash pve expansion because cyrodiil itself you can technically there is a zone quest and there is other things to do mm-hmm yeah, but it's it just, doesn't tend to be very popular. No, it's just because people will... It's notoriously two unpopular. Seconds. Yeah. Right. It's like you try to do anything and you die instantly. But right. apart from that, it is a decent zone. Do you think that the they would, would... Do you think that they would might revamp the zone and make a PvE without PvP version of the zone with a story set in it? Yeah, that's what I was thinking, like that Cyrodelic uh, area where they've gone, you know, those, the Niven, that, those areas around Cyrodiil. Yeah. But keeping it as more of a PvE and maybe an optional PvP areas within it. Right, like you could, like, uh, so for example, you could move into a version of that area that has no PvP happening while you're in it. Right? Like, a, like an, a, an instance, like you could choose to do Cyrodiil PvP slash pve or you could choose to do cyrodiil story mode where you don't worry about the pvp happening at all i mean that would be amazing god that'd be so nice and, yeah. and, it would be nice but I, unless they do like a personal story like but yeah that's, the story that's the is already because the story is already there in cyrodiil of it like being the like Molag Ball's taken over the Imperial City and, you know, everyone's kind of fighting for themselves with the Three, three Banners War. So it would be, it'd be kind of a rehashing of quests that they've already done. But what if it was, what if it was like Cyrodiil after that, like, or in and around those events happening with specific people just using mm-hmm. part of that zone? Plus, like so many, so much of the time they they start with a, a zone that you are familiar with or a new zone that shows up but then that takes you somewhere else like um here's part of skyrim but then now we're in blackreach or here's part of uh somerset but now we're in arteum or you, you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like they take you so, like they, they start with something familiar and then they take you somewhere not familiar so like here's uh nibbene there's here's like a section of cyrodiil where where some of that pvp stuff happens and now we're going to implant some NPCs and some buildings and things in that area. And it's it's kind of like a sectioned off version of that midsection. But now also other stuff. They could take like one of the Tharn characters, for example, that we've already had experience with and we already know. And then just bring up like a subzone in the Nibbana area and say, OK, here's more stuff going on with this character. Like you said, like take a thing that we're already familiar with we know Adner Tharn or Clivia Tharn or any of the Tharns and then say okay here's some other stuff going on with them over here mm-hmm. I, I that could happen I think that I agree with the villain behind glasses in that it's going to be more back of house I think like they've done a, had a lot of popularity with like the armory set and, like just enhancing ease of gameplay I think that it's most likely to be like in the Colovian Highlands, like just west of Cyrodiil. There's still a gap there, and it's there's not like a lot of major storylines there. And if they're trying to like build hype for ES six, that's supposedly where it's at is going to be like in the High Rock area. Like I know that's not the, quite the same area. I think that's where it'll be. I don't know what the storyline would be. I also think it would be really cool because there's still like the little peninsula east of Vardenfell. 
that they haven't shown. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be cool if they did something there. And then like you said, Tom, like that's what we're familiar with. And they port us to a little bit of Akavir and they, and they bring in some of the Akavir like invasion and storyline there. Cause none of the elder scrolls games have done that. That's and true. That's true. Cool if they would do that. Yeah. And we are in the second era and we are just post a time where Akaviri were, you know, influential in the government and they've just been kind of removed and all of that. We even have like, you know, Akaviri armor sets and, and those kinds of things still floating around in the world. Um, that's it. That's an interesting, interesting point. Um, a lot of a lot of the rumor online has been around uh, the two cultures that haven't been figured in any of the expansions and or like main story plots yet, which. I- is uh the bosmer although the bosmer have been in like there are bosmeri zones but the bosmer themselves the culture of the bosmer has not been featured prominently and one of the thoughts around that is uh uh oh teldrassel what the 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 city what is the name of the city that wanders around and has been like has disappeared Falinisti. Um, the Falinisti, yes. You were Isn't thinking there of Wow. I was thinking of Wow. I went. I, I'm blending. I'm blending the. Uh, I'm blending the lore. I, this is not don't the first time I've done like it. Have like a minor quest on Falinisti. Uh, I don't remember. There's like a tiny. There's one. a reference to it. Yeah. Yeah. But no, like, they there, don't like go like go into Falinisti. I don't think so. Maybe I'm thinking of a different one. It was some where like. The, the village appears every hundred years or something like that. And you have to help pick the new elder or something. I don't know. Yeah. But something like that. I remember them saying that they are going to be focusing on, a, I can't remember. It was the, like one of the only few things that's been said about what's to come. And it's, they said, they're going to uh, get some lore on one of the cultures. that doesn't have a lot about them right now, which is why people are thinking the Bosmer. I have been thinking either the Imperials or mm-hmm. the Red Guards. So I'm thinking either Nibane area or one of the open zones in Ale- uh, in the Hammerfell area. Yeah, yeah, like right under Alakir is, is wide open. Yes. That whole stretch all the way to Cyrodiil is open. Right, right. See, that could be the other thing is we could do something like that because we haven't really well, got a lot of red think of the stuff. Bosmer though, that's it. That, I guess it's possible. That, I feel like we have a lot of stuff with like the Wilder King and a lot of those Valenwood zones. We have a lot there, but I guess there's room for more for sure. I didn't really think about that. We haven't yeah. seen the wild hunt, have we? No, no, no we haven't, we haven't no. seen a wild hunt happen. Um, this is a game rated for kids, though. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it could have a lot of that I stuff. I think it happen. leans more towards mature. Yeah, yeah. yeah. my with the amount of uh, adult humor jokes. I mean, there's there's stuff in the game, and there's definitely there's definitely violence and, and things in the game, and there's definitely a lot of reference. A lot of like the the darker stuff happens like off screen Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but you could definitely play things out and show up in locations as after the wild hunt has like ravaged it you know and and come across and been like oh my god what happened here and that could totally play into into stuff the other thing that i'm I'm, i keep waiting for because this has happened in wow before this has happened in other mmos is them revamping zones that already exist or doing instance cool. versions of zones, like I mentioned with with Cyrodiil, that show up for a storyline at a later point in the storyline. So taking taking a zone that you play through in an earlier version, and you play through in, you know in an earlier story part of the quest, and then going and visiting at a later point in the quest line, and it looking different. Mm-hmm. So they have could, they 
have they actually gone back and redid any existing zones? I, I'm no. new, so I don't know. No, well, I don't think that's something they have the capabilities of doing. I mean, they they could. They just have to like instance it and allow you to travel to exactly that. Sa- I mean, they, they could take all the geometry from that section of the map and then replace all the NPCs and re texture certain things or re you know take a house and you have like a a built up house and then just break it down and have now a broken house right like so you, are you are you saying like depending on the part of the storyline you're in it's going to look different or that they're just going to permanently change this for everyone uh i think i think the way you would want to do it is you would just you would be able to travel to both versions of the thing depending on which storyline you were doing in the moment if that makes sense. Because I do remember, I don't know if it came straight from Rich Lambert or if it was another source, but I do remember them saying like early on, they did try to do things like that. And there was like very minor quests where that is there. And they said they don't like that because they, it kind of discourages uh, team playability where if someone's already done that quest, they can't help you through that quest anymore because it doesn't look that way for them. Right. And so right, right. since then they don't want to do that anymore. Right. So but I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, what I'm not saying, what, I'm not saying break things down while you're currently in the same zone together. I'm saying take the entire zone and make a second version of the zone. Oh, that's okay. what I'm saying. So I'm saying like if you're in, well, just pick a zone zone. Let's just call it zone A. If you're in zone A, right? If you and I are running around zone A and we are doing the, you know, uh, original quest line in zone A because we are part of the Aldmeri Dominion. We start in the Aldmeri Dominion and we haven't played through that series of quests yet. That's what we're doing. And we and we we are at that part of the phase of the quests, right? But mm. once we've once we've completed that version of the quest line, we can now travel to that version of the world or we can do this expansion part of the game where we travel to that version of the world a year later and we are now doing we're traveling to a part B, which is that version of the world a year later. And we are now questing in that version of the world. And it's a completely it's it, it would basically be like traveling to a completely different zone. It's not actually the same place. They could do some fun with that and have it be like some Akatosh dragon break thing where you literally are time traveling to okay here's the time period yeah. where this town is in ruin and here's the time period where the town's fine which one do you want to go to that could be really cool yeah and even in the, the original storyline stuff they do these whole memory things where you travel back in time through people's memories or like they do all sorts of stuff like that all the time the um, Merkmire, the Merkmire quest is like built on this mm-hmm. where you're traveling back in and you're actually without i mean it's kind of old so there's a little spoiler but <laughs> you're like basically with the alids like you you are fighting against them which is kind of cool yeah yeah so why not why not move forward in time a little bit and be like dealing with things in a slightly different period of time you know but how, not, how much leeway do they have from a lore standpoint to move forward i'm thinking whole, you only move forward like I, I i'm thinking you move forward just like a year you know like you're not jumping like an you know 300 years into the future you're jumping like a year and you know it's still during the conflict it's still a little bit further down the down the road but it's you know it's you know and and heck they've already gotten um uh, uh the the magic guys that had to deal with time uh Sigic. the sigic order like what if the sigic order is involved and what if the sigic order is going like <laughs> hey we know we're not supposed to be messing around with this stuff but we know that there's dark stuff coming a year from now 
we've got to do something about it now because spoiler alert, you're not going to be here in a year, but we need your help. <laughs> like, let's, why don't we just go through this portal to it and a year ago, a year from now version of this, of this world where you no longer exist mm -hmm. and we can actually use your help, you know? I think it would be interesting if they completely just like ended the war. Yeah. Like what if they yeah. did that? I mean, that's something nobody would expect. Like it's just like done over. It would upset the 3% of players that actually do play. <laughs> but I mean, they can like still keep that like off to the side over there. Or, but, but, like, but, like, they could do the same thing kind of thing though. Like what if they travel yeah. to a version of Cyrodiil that is like uh, a year or five years or 10 years in the future when the war has ended. That would be cool. If they ended the war and revamped the end of the second era. And yeah, Tiber Septim taking over because it's two eighty three in oh, the God. timeline. Yeah, it's very Tiber close. Septim does it in you would just be running away from New Mexico ninety three or ninety seven or something <laughs> weird like that. Right, like they so could that what, that could be super monumental. What if we actually see the coming of Tiber Septim? That'd yeah, be that'd be interesting. It'd be interesting if they if they incorporate that with redoing PvP. Like if they did it in the war, because you, I think that would be a way for them to reinvigorate PVP. Maybe I, I personally love PVP, but I don't play all the time. And mm -hmm. and when you do play it, it there are only like three percent of people, and that's all they do. And it kind of gets old because it's like they're running the raids all the time, and they know exactly what they're doing, and it feels like a different game. It it would be kind of cool if they revamped it. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot you could do. I'm sure these are all things that have like. I'm sure they sit down every year and they, they have like a, okay, let's throw everything up on the, on the wall and we'll just, we're going to see what sticks. And I'm sure there are things that have like the same guys probably brought the same idea, like seven <laughs> or eight years in a row and they're like, what about this idea again? And they're like, the, I don't know Jimmy. if it would really work if you'd be able to go when the war ends though, because when the war ends, there's not really anything that anyone can do except Tyra symptom. He's the only one who has power that matters as far as I know, lore wise, because he, he gets the power of Numidium and he literally crushes civilizations over and over. And he's like a Christopher Columbus wet dream. He can, he just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 he just terrorizes everything and rules everything. And so it wouldn't really be, very good gameplay from a player perspective. From a PvP like, perspective. Oh god, there's a giant right. robot killing everything. Right. That's yeah. That's true. Um, and yeah, unless unless it was like <laughs> incremental, unless there were like like there, there could be more to the story than that. You know, like what about mm. what about the armies that are mounting before the Numidium takes the field? And like the idea of like you know like when we need this like the, the forces that are mounting Spoiler against alert, him. by the way for anyone who was really excited what happens after the war <laughs> right it right. doesn't work out too well for the high elves <laughs> <laughs> right right yeah okay. yeah there's a reason why um, the elves don't like tiber septum <laughs> maybe it's a precursor to him getting become uh, taking into power sort of like a quest line on how to of getting him into power in that sort of a sense Mm -hmm. that would be cool mm -hmm. yeah there's i mean there is a lot of foggy stuff around who he is and how he actually came into power and there's i mean they would have to solidify a lot of those things and i'm, I'm sure that they would have to get a lot of approval from you know people like todd and and some of the original that's a good point team. though like he should be around by now right we have he's, never seen him he's uh yeah i'm somewhere Maybe. he should be alive and like 
a presence. He's, he's probably one of those kids running around in the cities that you run across. Unless I, I, I don't know if maybe we're wrong or if this is like supposed to be like 50 years before he takes over or something. But I yeah, thought this what, was like, what are the actual dates? Tiber septum. I'm sure there's a lot of uh, like, days that don't match up with that considering all that, but yeah, it, it's yeah. kind of weird that he's supposed to be such a large presence at this time of the world. And we've never met the guy. He, he should be alive because he was born in two eight. H two eight, yeah. and when H two, yeah, eight two eighty, eight twenty eight is when he was born. Eight twenty eight, yeah. Oh, eight twenty eight in the second era. Why are we in two fifty? Yeah. Isn't it, isn't ESO in like two fifty eight or something like that? Yeah, ESO date. Let's just double check. Um, well, I'm sure it's like ESO progressed. It takes my help. Uh, no, no, we're at we're at five eighty two. This is five eighty two. Yeah, yeah, he's three hundred. Okay, years later. so he's he's three hundred years away. Yeah, he's three hundred. Okay, years away. I just feel like ESO is such a good opportunity because the the pace at which they make ES this the the mainline games are so slow that we have so many places we've never gone. Even like in ESO, I that's why I'm like I just like want to see Akavir and I want to see Atmora and I want to see like there's so many places and ESO is the perfect playground to do that with without like killing off the Dwimmer and like doing these like huge lore things that that Bethesda would probably have to sign off on and they might not want to. There that's why I'm like already happened, so we don't have to change the world history. Yeah, that's why I'm like, I just want to see these other. That's I think that's part of the fun of ESO is like you get an introduction to so much of the lore that we love, or like the geographical setting of it or the cities. Mm-hmm. And that's why I I wouldn't. I mean, a refresh of some of these places would be interesting, especially with their story writing capabilities. But I do want to see more geographical areas that we haven't ever seen before. Yeah, I know. I ben it. of Tamaria put it in chat earlier. He mentioned the he wants to see Fort Dawnguard and. That is something I've been asking for for a long time. I, I don't. I know for a fact we're not getting it this year. We're not going to get it next year. But hey, maybe like five or six years from now, because it's it's uh, there's a little tiny section right next to the Rift Zone, right next to Riften, that hasn't been used, and it's just this little line on uh, the Skyrim area that it hasn't been made yet, and that's exactly where the Dayspring Canyon is, aka Fort Dawnguard. So. I know for a fact we're going to get it. I just want it now. Well, there's that whole it, other section of, of Skyrim, Whiterun, like that. Fort Dawnguard was created to protect the uh, Jarl and Riften's son who became a vampire sometime in the second era, is what they say. And guess what? This is sometime in the second era. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm almost certain we're going to get it. I just I don't think it's going to be anytime soon because we've already gotten tons of Skyrim content. But I want to see for dawn guard i want to see white run and dawn star and winterhold the college of winterhold would be so cool to see before the uh the waves took it away mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you could do that with that mora mm-hmm. that would be cool so we're getting close to the end Wait. of the show how about how about we go around and you have one i want to hear one absolutely bonkers prediction for what we're gonna get something something possible but just like totally out there like like it could be like your deepest deepest hope but something that you totally think could happen but it's kind of bonkers before we head out what do you think 
I'll go first. Go for it. Go for it, T-Rex. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go back to the the three banners war. So I think what could happen is we get to see the end, but in a way, Beans, stop it. <laughs> Beans the cat. <laughs> <laughs> but in a way, like they did the... Um, Cadwell's like gold and silver and gold thing where you get to see it from each faction's perspective and you get to see each of the leaders either well probably die uh okay i think that would be really interesting all right and really kind of out there because like i mean at some point i feel like it's got to end right and we all know that you know the old Mary Dominion, and they don't. Kind of, I mean, the it's still around, but like their leaders are gonna die. Like <laughs> it's gonna happen. Oh no, you're gonna get you're gonna get some angry mail from that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, eventually it will. Yeah, eventually, eventually. All right. Well, well, I wonder if 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 any of us are right, we're gonna have to give somebody like i don't know magic internet points for this okay so that's that's yours who wants to go next anybody bonkers predictions villain uh, oh I, I, Rob? oh villain go i'll go for it go for it rob go for it rob okay sure uh, mine, mine's somewhere between a realistic uh, prediction and a bonkers prediction so somewhere in the middle i think is I, I think it's going to be somewhere in Hammerfell. I think that's a realistic uh, expectation. But I think we're going to get some sword singing stuff because Saisahan talks about how he wants to uh, like save what's left of the sword singing art and whatnot. So I think we're going to get a lot more lore about that. But I think we're going to see the absolute end of sword singing because, as far as we know, in like the fourth era it's just not around at all maybe maybe it is but, but we don't have enough information so i think we're going to see some information like saisahan discovering what's left of the uh sword singing and then something catastrophic is going to happen and we're going to lose it all some like a yakudin kind of remnants yeah. of their history that yeah kind of thing. we're going to find what the last bits of the yakudin art that they're trying so hard to save and then mm-hmm. we're going to lose it sounds cool Okay. Interesting. All right. Brad, villain. I'd, I'd like to see if they would, you know, like how we've got the lycanthropy and vampirism. I'd like to get more of more something along those lines. You know, if you die and you happen to be infected with a particular thing, you end up respawning as you normally would, but as a zombie. And then you've got to go to arcade and then get that cleared. Mm. it sounds it sounds very annoying but it, it does add to you know it it would be something that could happen in a from a law standpoint like a like cool you will, thing if, yeah if you go down to like there's a quite a few places in northern elsewhere where you're fighting against ghouls that are infected with the Nahatan flu and if you do get attacked by them and you do take a lot of enough particular amount of damage or die to them you do contracted heart and flu and you have a you know set amount of time where you're slowly losing health and you know you've got to go to the priest of arcade or get medica- medicines or something to cure your ailments 
this, this feels like it's too real world right now. <laughs> like it's a, built off of a real story. <laughs> you have to go get it. You have to go get a vaccine. <laughs> inspired by the real world. Inspired by a true story. <laughs> These are good ideas. That's a good idea, though. A third yeah. line. It would, like it would add, add a, a lot of realism to the game, though. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. It okay. would be groundbreaking because, like, we've had vampire, we've had werewolves for a few games, but to add like a third option would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So I like all these, and I think they're probably all relatively realistic. I'm gonna go way out there, and I'm gonna say they're gonna announce ESO two. Oh, it's gonna, it's gonna be a different timeline, um, but it'll be a that they can revamp PVP. They can revamp a lot of the things and get people back. It'll kind of be an, another way to fight off new world. Um, that's what I, that's what I, that's my bonkers prediction. When, when do you think it'll be set? What's the setting? I think it would be probably closer because of Skyrim. It'll be closer to the fourth era. Okay. Yeah. I mean, cause think we don't after know. Skyrim? I don't know if it'd be after, but it, I mean, it could be shortly before, but we don't know anything about the world. I mean, all the games are early third era, you know, yeah, early to mid third era. 200 years happens between. Yeah. That. So I think it'd be, I think it'd be around that time. Huh. Okay. Yeah. All right. Definitely I mean, they did, just, they did just announce, <laughs> they did just announce that they're like revamping the server and, and all that kind of stuff this year, but who knows, maybe it's just a trial run for a new game. Yeah, I mean, the servers, any MMO is going to need modern servers to run on. So, yeah, whatever they're going to yeah. create for new servers is going to work for whatever MMO they're going to use. Um, interesting. Maybe okay. They're, maybe they're looking at, you know, t- trying new mechanics in the game. Like, if you've got the uh, siege mechanics in Cyrodiil, maybe that's going into the new ESO, uh, the new six, the ES6 in the long run, like those sort of mechanics, because there's always been a war aspect to the Elder Scrolls. Hmm. Just another weird thought that popped into my head. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I've been racking my brain. I don't I don't have any like crazy bonkers predictions. Usually I've got something, but I don't have any like really crazy, crazy bonkers ones. Um, I think we're going to get a main story something. I think that we so. OK, so here's here's my theory about why we have a delay. My theory about the delay is that with starfield coming out that all hands are on deck for polishing starfield that they were hoping to get it out this last year it got delayed because of covid and so uh todd is all about getting his 11 11 date and that they learned not to release anything you know like 76 where it wasn't 100 ready so they they decided okay Microsoft came and bought them. Microsoft also was like, okay, let's make sure it's 100% ready to get out there. We want to put out a game that's going to blow everyone away. So let's give it give it another year of polish, get it out there. So they've got the polish team finishing up Starfield, but otherwise it is 100% like working, ready to go. They're ironing out the bugs and just adding on a layer of polish, ramping up the marketing for it. Marketing's going to hit like E3 over the summer that game's going to come out what what i think that they've been doing behind the scenes is all hands on deck for elder scrolls 6 and so covid plus pulling anybody who they think 
would contribute really, really positively to an Elder Scrolls Six project. They've pulled from any of the other teams behind the scenes and they've been moving people around. I think that's why this game, why we've, we, we have a delay right now, both for some of the content for uh, Fallout 76 and for ESO. So this is my, this is my headcanon. I don't know this for sure, but that's why we're seeing some delays for both games and, and announcements. Um, so some of those people have been moved over. They're now spinning up stuff for, you know, TES 6 because they are designing so they're writing the story stuff, they're designing quests, all of those kinds of people are now over there. And so they're the getting that stuff done for this year of content for ESO is a little bit slower because they've had to kind of move people around and get get new people kind of started up on some things over the last year. That's my theory. Um now wh what that means for where we're going this next year, I don't know. Um but if they've been planning ahead, then that means that they probably are doing more with content they, uh, that already exists and less with content that is new. So that's why I'm thinking things like revamping a zone because it takes, takes less new content and more of just revamping content that already exists because it's a little bit easier to repurpose something than it is to make something brand new. Um, but that's just, you know, me thinking like project management style stuff. But I, I don't know. Um, those, that's my theory for why stuff's going where it's going. But otherwise, I don't know. I'm not I'm not behind the scenes. I don't have any actual. It's very optimistic. I, I don't think we're, they're going to start working on Elder Scrolls 6 for another three or four years, to be honest. But oh, no, I, they, if you they are, are. I hope they, they are. They are. They are. Like uh, that I do know. I do know that they like. Well, that, Rich said they aren't even going to bother with it until Starfield's completely done, right? No, no, no. They, they've, they are. They, they are people currently working on. Um, they, they've mentioned this already. They, they are. Oh, I thought they said all hands on deck for Starfield. They're not even going to touch Elder Scrolls Six until Starfield's done, and then Star, Starfield is Starfield is done. Like it's it's done. They're just getting the finishing touches on it, right? Like so that Starfield. Okay. Yeah, Starfield be released. is a hundred percent playable right now. Oh my God, the cat. <laughs> so Starfield right now is 100% playable. They are just like ironing out the bugs, like working on all of the, like the extra like polished stuff. That's that's where they're at for Starfield, as far as I understand, which means that they are they are in they are thoroughly in pre-production for, for Elder Scrolls six. They, they are going like they are sitting down and having meetings for like this is absolutely where the setting is going to be. This is what the story is going to be. They, they're probably already going through like first, second, third drafts of like what the main story is going to be like, what the side quests are going to be like, what the, you know, the new engine is going to be able for them to be capable of doing, what the vision is going to be, who the characters are like that stuff is probably already like heads down. They're working on it. They probably even have art teams doing um, uh, sketches for like images and, and the kinds of stuff that that, you know, they're going to be flushing out for, for design stuff. Like that's, that's probably their phase they're already in right now. So well, I'm happy to be wrong right now. That's great news. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that that that's, I'm, you know, I don't know, 80% correct on that at least. So, Hey, good news. And since they don't have to update the engine so much, because most of the engine up updates were made for Starfield, that's why Starfields took so long then basically they're, they're taking an engine which has already been revamped for Starfield and now they just have to design a game in it. So 
maybe we're looking at uh you know four year development for Elder Scrolls Six and not like a seven year development. So that's that's the hope at least. So who knows? We'll find out. But we've got lots of other stuff to play in Elder Scrolls Online still, and we're gonna have lots of stuff to do in Starfield. So I'll be uh, keeping you guys updated with that stuff on on you know on these shows and then of, of course on the robots radio youtube so stay tuned for and all we have that. skyrim version 3000 yeah skyrim version 3000 to play yes of mm-hmm. course and then um the starfield lore cast we'll be talking about the stuff as it comes out on there and i've been trying to get my dad to play skyrim but he doesn't want to play video games but i still think that would be cool um but yep that's what we got going on any other last thoughts on any of this stuff guys actually one thing yeah, I want to see Abner and Tharn again. <laughs> That's it. He's got to come back, right? He, he like, has to. He, he has disappeared to off screen, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. He's got to come back. Absolutely. All right, guys. I'm well, fine if he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's our favorite douchebag. He's got to. He's got to come back. I love him. I, I love in the main quest line. Everyone else like, I'll do it. I'll do it. He's like, I'm glad you guys are willing to volunteer, and he just stepped takes a step back oh he's so good he's such a good douchebag from my own heart yeah play through the rest play through some of the other main story stuff and you'll Mm -hmm. you'll come to love him some more he's 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 just the best best douchebag um (laughs) but um thank you guys for joining me uh don't go anywhere because uh you guys are you guys joining me for our our naked quest stuff who's who's i definitely will be absolutely villains will be awesome all right, we got at least two of you. All right, and then anyone else who's currently watching, you're welcome to join us on PC. We're going to be running around doing some naked quests in ESO on PC. Um, so stay tuned for that. Also, uh, let's go back through, and if you feel like you have something you want to share, any any things you want to call out, any cool stuff you're doing, or ways that people can reach out, then feel free to share it. T-Rex, got anything going on? I never have anything going on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I play ESO sometimes i have a lot of games that i'm playing right now i'm playing eso i'm waiting for sweaters new uh uh, (laughs) (laughs) yes sweater they delayed the new expansion to february so i'm waiting for that uh elder scroll 6 needs to have come out yesterday uh eclipse needs to come out yesterday (laughs) Uh, ubisoft's open world star wars game needs to come out yesterday (laughs) i'm just waiting for all of the things yeah yeah. (laughs) that's what i'm doing (laughs) okay otherwise you're on the discord right so yeah i'm in discord cool cool yep all right uh rob you got anything going on Okay, there we go. I was on mute. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, hold on, where is it? Uh, yes, yes. Um, I, you can find me in the Discord first and foremost. Uh, Rob the Princess. I'm Username's Rob the Princess pretty much anywhere I can make it. Uh, I am the princess. And uh, I. Uh, you can find me in Discord. You can find me on ESO. I play quite often. And I am always down to meet new people, get people to guide me along the way I'm, i've learned quite a lot about the game but i'm always wanting to learn more and wanting to experience more of the game so please come along and play with me um and that's i mean doing uh anything i can related sky bolivian that's my shout out 
please check out the Sky Bolivian site. We have our own Discord server as well. We're giving updates for Sky Bolivian. Please, if you feel like you are any bit inclined, please come join and volunteer. They are if you don't have any experience they're at least willing to teach you some of the basic stuff we that's what i did i got taught like within two days of how to start working on the game so just want to give that as a shout out please join the, the sky bolivian team so we can get that game out for everyone to use um, but otherwise yeah come play with me on eso while i don't do my job <laughs> <laughs> awesome nice stuff. i'm glad you're contributing to that because um hopefully that that'll get out at some point so uh okay villain you got anything to share? Uh, I'm on. I'm on. You can catch me on the Discord or anything. I'm the villain behind glasses on pretty much most social. Otherwise, I do stream on YouTube with ESL on the EU server. It's just someone riding a horse through Skyrim endlessly, so or <laughs> riding a horse through any sort of Tamrielic scene. It's just plain RP build through and through. So, if anyone wants to join, feel free. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for joining again. And then we've got Brad Bribwan. On the Discord. And I usually do at least daily crafting and a daily battleground. So I'm on one hour about every day. Um, and I'm always happy to help run. If you catch me, I'm happy to help run people through dungeons, um, craft anything. Um, I've got a lot of gold, so I can buy stuff if you want. Um, just try and help make the game fun for you. But other than that, that's about the only place you can find me because I don't really have social media, but I'm happy to to try and be friendly in, in ESO. Awesome. Awesome stuff. Well, guys, thank you for joining me again. This has been so fun. And thank you for tuning in live stream. Thanks for being here, everybody. Don't go anywhere because we're going to be running around as a bunch of crazy naked people in Elder Scrolls Online. So stay tuned for that. And uh, if you're listening at home, thanks for being here as well. Until next time, stay safe in Tamriel. And uh, I guess until next time, I don't know. We, who knows what next year is going to bring, but hopefully we'll find out something soon. Uh, but man, we've got a lot of exciting stuff coming this next year for Elder Scrolls Online. Year for Elder Scrolls on Lorecast. I mean, year four. Holy crap, guys. Year four coming up. This is going to be amazing. Thanks for being here. Thanks for supporting the show. I really do appreciate it, everybody. And uh, we'll see you next week. Hopefully Lotus will be back. And um, all right. See you later. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. If you have something you'd like to contribute to the show, please reach out to us at Lorecast at gmail.com or on Twitter at ESO Lorecast. I really appreciate you listening, and I'd love to hear from you soon. You've been listening to the Robots Radio Podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Hello, gentle listener. Every Friday, be sure to tune in. What the hell are you doing, Ampersand? (laughs) Hi, Charlie. I'm sorry I broke in. I thought I was the only one to talk to myself. Well, I'm letting everyone know about the Fumbling Four and the Almighty Crit. It's a 5e live play podcast. Join us every week. Where do we find it, you old crusty coot? Uh, anywhere you can get all your podcasts. Woo-hoo! You'll find it every Friday, you stupid cat! <laughs> <laughs>